Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It was uh, absolutely perfect. You know, um, he, uh, everything starts with his aggressiveness getting to the basket, and he did that early and often. Um, and then he found a rhythm from outside, and that's how it's going to be. And it's, that's the change he's made, and all credit to him um, in the last few games. It's like he knows now, instead of looking from the outside in, he wants to start his game from the inside out. Um, and, he, you know, he's uh, stre- incredibly explosive downhill player and when he's playing like that there's no one that can stand in his way these two guys have minnesota sports flowing in their veins mackie and Judd on score north and scorenorth.com and welcome into a reckless speculation thursday phil out gallivanting at the b job so it is zolgad declan goff executive producing as always and our guy the star of reckless speculation thursday Darren Doogie Wolfson, Channel 5 Eyewitness News, also, of course, the Score North Scoop podcast. What is going on, sir? Good morning, Judd. Hello, Declan. Hey. Happy Reckless Speculation yep. Thursday, Judd. It's good to we see all you celebrate. in the studio. We do celebrate. We all celebrate. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Reckless Speculation. Happy Veterans Day, by the way, to yes, all the right. veterans out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so Chris Finch, we'll, we'll start with the good and then quickly work our way to, to the bad from... Last night, Wolves lose to Golden State uh, 123-110. The good is this. Ant Edwards continues to progress and show us at times the development. Last night, 48 points, um, 16 of 27 shooting, some beautiful drives. The The fact that he, I think a week ago, expressed frustration about, I'm the only guy going to the basket, and then went to the basket last night, Dukes, and post game said, I sounded like a loser in saying that. Like I was whining, and I know I was, which I love. Like that—that that is, uh, if that's the truth, I love that. Um, but what did you take from the fact that Ant went into an arena of a very good team, had nearly fifty points, and meanwhile, Carl Anthony Towns, um, not a great night, nineteen points. It is really hard to have a player on your team score forty-eight points. And for you to lose by double digits, to lose by 13 like the Wolves did last night. Oh, by the way, Draymond Green missed a good portion of last night's game. I told you on Tuesday, somebody in the league that I trust that gives me a lot of good information, good knowledge. He knows a ton of people. He has worked in the league for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Texted me on Monday. And he said, hey, the Wolves losing streak at that point 
was what four or five? Four. He said, "When will the Wolves next win a game?" I said, "Well, what about this Memphis game?" He said, "No, like you're underselling how hard Memphis plays. We saw that on display the other night." We both said, okay, you're not winning at Golden State. Could you find a way Friday night if LeBron James remains out? Maybe, although the Lakers found a way last night to beat Miami. Now, Jimmy Butler went down early in that game with an ankle injury. But nonetheless, to find a way to beat a really good Heat team, I'm not quite sure you're winning on Friday at Staples Center. Could you beat the Clippers Saturday at Staples Center? I suppose maybe Phoenix here Monday. Okay, Sacramento is here. Next Wednesday, the Spurs are here late next week. Those two might be the opportunity. So we yeah. might be looking at. So right now, what is it, Declan? Is it a six-game losing yeah, streak? Were they three and one? Yeah, they were three. Now and they three. are three and seven. Yep. Okay, so six-game losing streak. This may ultimately be like a nine-game losing streak. Okay, lose Friday seven, Clippers eight, Phoenix nine. You may have a nine-game losing streak heading into that Kings game middle of next week. And Anthony Edwards is not a loser for being the guy in the team that is willing to absorb some contact to attack the rim. Yeah. I mean, come on, Anthony. And I mean... No, but he said... But what he was saying is what I said last week sounded like a loser's lament. And now... And I realize... I don't think it's loser's lament when you're being a realist. I was... Right, but I just I love somebody on this team who's not pouting. That's my point. I love somebody on this team who said I was pouting, and that's BS. I'm going to go out and have a good game because um, I'll, I'll correct myself. Cat last night, Dukes, 17 points, not 19. He was six for 19 shooting, um, and then there were the complaints about again. Well, the officiating, I didn't get to the line, and you know what? Maybe he didn't. Who gives a crap? Anthony Edwards scored 48. Find a way. Find a way to his post up game is pretty much non existent. Cats, yeah. yeah. Is that because he's lost too much weight? What the hell happened there? Well, I mean, I, I mean, said he, is, time. he is slight, yeah. Weight, I mean, weight wise, he is in incredible shape just for normal life, but basketball life right. playing the five position, correct? Can you be only 240 pounds? Doesn't look like it. I don't think so. Does it? Yeah, and I thought that at the time. I brought that up in numerous conversations with Gerson Rosas on the record, on background, throughout the summer. I'm like, and I don't want to come out and, you know, be strong opinion guy and say, Gerson, I don't get it. I was trying to frame the question yeah, that's, where the listener could insinuate that, yep. okay, that's what I'm alluding to like without it. being a complete to twist things. You know what? <laughs> but, I mean, you were trying to get him to go down your path by doing your thing. Yes. I sort of like that. To some extent, yes, but I just, I never understood it. Like, do you need to start making calls if you're such an, and he has made calls, Uh, but like I look at uh, Indiana absolutely is ready to make some sort of trade. Now, Mm. maybe it's a couple weeks out, but Indiana, look at Indiana's record. Mm -hmm. Portland has to do something at some point sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. Boston is said to be making phone calls. Tibbs last night benched his entire starting five for the fourth quarter. Milwaukee still down. Chris Middleton. Milwaukee goes into the garden, blows out the Knicks, although the Knicks made a run there in the fourth quarter, but the end result was double digits. Sure. Could you somehow pry Mitchell Robinson out of New York? These are just ideas hitting me, but those look like teams ready to do something. New York, Indiana, Boston, Portland. 
And, oh, by the way, you're still maintaining some sort of dialogue uh-huh. with Philadelphia, even though I've told you for a couple weeks now it's been a while. Like, Suchin initially reached out when he was, you know, elevated. But, really, there hasn't been much dialogue. And he has a really good relationship with Daryl Morey. They work together in Houston. But right. Suchin really hasn't reached out on a regular basis to Daryl. But I think you still need to. But it still comes down to, like, look at this Wolves roster. Wait for it, Doogie. Reckless speculation. Okay, let, let's just explore this all. But look at the roster. Like if, I know, if I know. You're Indiana, That's what I'm saying. If you're Boston, are you Dex yearning? Excited too. Are you yearning yeah. for Malik Beasley, who can't make a shot right now? I. But okay, three team trades. Get creative. Do th- what I'm saying is, I think we all said, <laughs> stupid us and me in particular. After the three and one start, hey, let's give this some time. This team looks galvanized. This team looks tight. This team looks like it it, it has some cohesiveness. The let's Miami see. trip, right? Kumbaya. Let's see. You know, yeah. I, I mean, maybe they, the Bahamas trip a couple years ago didn't work, they but that Houston Miami trip in September, they're yeah. all gathered at center court. This is I like this. All hands in, all hands on deck. Okay, raised by wolves. Exactly, raised by wolves, which they just stole right from us when when they thought that <laughs> we were going down, but we we didn't go down. We came back. So. What can be done now? Like, where are you in particular? Not just throwing out names, Dukes. Where are you looking? What positions are you exploring the most right now? And who are you trying to? Because you're right. You're not just going to say, well, take Malik Beasley. And teams goes, oh, that's great. What are you looking to do if you're Gupta to get creative here? Because, I mean, this could be the difference between he gets the job and he doesn't get the job. Yes. Now, you're talking me personally? I'm saying what should Sachan be doing? Okay. Like, you follow this league yeah, and this team. I'll, just, I'll tell you what I would do. Okay. I'm okay with them losing because this is another stacked draft hmm. come June at the very top. Okay. Chet Holmgren, a kid from Duke, who Sachin Gupta, by the way, was at Madison Square Garden on Tuesday to scout in person. There's some kids at Memphis. This is a very good draft come June Mm -hmm. to have a top three, top five type pick. Now, no guarantees. You could end up with the worst record and end up at pick five. But again, and I know Wolves fans don't want to hear this, but like with this core, like maybe at best you're the 10 seed. And I said preseason, I thought they would make the play in tournament. Like in that 9-10 range, I said they would go slightly over. The Vegas over-under win total of 34.5. Not significantly over, but I thought, yeah, 35, 36, 37. They can get there. But really, where are you going with this core? So I would. I would explore blowing this thing completely up, building around Anthony Edwards. There is no sense they are willing to do that. So if you're Sachin Gupta, you have the fourth youngest roster in the league. You have the smallest roster in the league. You clearly need front court help, veteran help, Miles Turner, guys of that ilk. Those are the guys I would be pursuing right now. But I'm telling you, Judd, if you're Indiana, like look at the Wolves roster. Who the heck do you want? Now, if you're looking for some salary relief, okay, Torian Prince is an expiring contract. Jake Lame is an expiring contract. Patrick Beverly is an expiring contract. If you wanted to go that route, if you want a future protected first-round pick, because I don't think you're giving up. Uh, an unprotected first, although you probably would have to for Miles Turner, but I don't know if the Wolves would do that. But I'm just saying, if if you're Kevin Pritchard in Indiana, who exactly appeals to you here? That is the hurdle. It's not like these Wolves guys have a whole lot of value, Declan. And I, I get it that 
there's some value in the absolute crapper right now. But Dukes, I, as someone who has been a Wolves fan from afar for like the better part of the last 16 years, um, and obviously rightfully so, uh, considering how they've played, but I do want this team to be successful. I, I, I can't stand the narrative and in, in me being a hockey guy at the state of hockey. Well, when basketball is good in this town, it's better than hockey. It's just as good, maybe. There just are more as good basketball fans. Yes. I'm just telling you, Declan, 100%. here in the metropolitan area, there 100%. are more basketball fans than and I love hockey that. fans. And I, I want, and I want them to be served, so I completely understand that. But what I, where I don't want to start doing is continuing going down the path of more draft lottery picks. That's more fair. Lottery, more lottery, more lottery, more lottery. Because anything. I get it. And I'm, I I'm, completely get I'm it. I'm sick of that. So if at this point, if you're three and six, and you've lost five in a row, and you have another daunting schedule, like, figure out a way to get Ben Simmons. And, and I know I can't just say, hey, go do it, right? Because it, it's, it's complicated. Get a third team involved. Salary's tough, but at this point, I'm pushing all the chips in and I'm getting Ben Simmons. Well, when you're saying you're pushing all the chips in, yeah. how many future first-round picks are you giving up? Two. Are you willing to give up three? I give up two or three. Well, I mean, that's a yeah. big difference. Are right. you willing to give up three? I give up three, yes. I think there might I be do three. a semi-logical path to acquiring him if you're willing to give up three. Now, are you willing to give up three plus Jaden McDaniels? Yes. Plus potentially the Andrew Bomaro? Yes. Okay. I... I the 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 core the core players on this team and and my core players are Anthony Edwards. We'll figure it out everywhere else. I know you still need players, need players in your rotation, but I I give up all those guys to figure out a way to get. Ben well, I mean, Simmons. if you had a core four right. of Simmons, Towns, Edwards, Russell, right, you are going to do something yeah. with that. You absolutely are. Now, what's the ceiling? Is Cat right. truly a winning player? Is Russell a winning player? Can you ascend all the way up to the top four, top five in the conference? That's a different conversation. But are you like a top eight team? For sure a top ten, top eight? Mm-hmm. Probably. I think Probably. Ben Simmons is that much of a difference maker. Yeah. Okay, here's my next question. But you would really be going all in on something like that if you're giving up three future first-round picks? 100%. Just do it. I'm going to go more in. I'm going to oh, – De- Declan's in the deep end. I am now going into the ocean of can't play enough reckless speculation is carl anthony towns a winning player is carl anthony towns somebody who you should look to still build around because the reality is his contractual situation is again going to have to be addressed dukes sooner rather than later is he a winning player and is he so when declan says you know the first name from from his mouth, and he's probably right, is Ant. Is Carl Anthony Towns a long-term solution to the problem here? And I don't mean just a good player. I mean a solution to the problem, and we all know what the problem is. The problem is this team's been awful for a long time. I can make a case that Cat being the 1B, the Robin, to Ant's Batman, to Ant being the 1A, can be a really good fit. That cat doesn't necessarily need to be the alpha. Now, his track record suggests he is not a winning player. He's got as unique a skill set as pretty much we've ever seen for a player of that height. Right? I mean, Kevin Durant's about the same height, but it's a very unique skill set, right? Like, there's not many guys that can do what he can do at seven feet tall. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I. I think there are legitimate questions but, I mean, about whether you, you can really win paying him max money, right. having him eat up that much of your cap. Now, if you end up trading cat, you're not attracting free agents here. Now, if you're the only team with salary cap space, yeah, maybe. Now, 
Are teams looking to dump contracts? Can you acquire assets that way? Can you go the Oklahoma City route, acquire a bunch of draft picks? But really, what's the end goal there? They've been down that path enough here. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's a complicated conundrum. It really is. But to answer your question, there is not evidence to suggest, yes, Cat, winning player. So so right now, you are not... Sachan Gupta, you are the Wolves' new Pobo. I just, I, I just hired you as the, and you. It is your job to come in and examine every facet, front office, uh, basketball operations for sure. Chris Finch, and most importantly, probably the roster. What are you looking to do with Cat? Because my, my guess is your first determination is Ant is a star player. Like Ant's going to be great. You're not going to trade him. What are you so well? I would have messed up, up by the way from the get go because I was on record saying I would have taken James Wiseman. I know, but, but I just hired okay, you. But I've now. got Ant. Okay, I just, I just hired got the you. Job. You, All right. you just All right. got Ant. So what are you doing as far as your assessment when it comes to probably most importantly to start with Carl uh, Anthony Towns and D'Lo? I would probably call Brad Stevens in Boston and say, "All right, you want Cat? Will you give me Jalen Brown plus more?" Now, admittedly, I love Jalen Brown. Right, but I, yeah. I'm a huge Jalen Brown job, fan. So that's fine. That would probably be my first phone call. And I'm not doing cat for Jalen and filler. I need a little bit more there and probably more immediate help, not draft pick type help. You know, would you give me also Robert Williams, who's a good young big man? I mean, that might be a lot for Boston. I think it would take that sort of package to pry Cat out of here. I mean, if you truly made Cat available, I can just tell you, Dallas would come calling. Phoenix would come calling. Yeah, they should. I'm positive Leon Rose and the Knicks would come calling. I do think Boston would come calling. Hmm. And I'm sure I'm leaving out three, four, five teams. But those teams, for sure. Does DeAndre Ayton of Phoenix do anything for you? Plus more. But if DeAndre Ayton was the centerpiece of a return for Cat, would that do? You tell me. It's your job, not mine. I guess I need to know what else is coming my way. Okay. I would be open-minded, though. I would would put feelers out there just to get a sense of what I could get in return. But Jalen Brown would be my number one target. He really would. Reckless speculation. I'm getting chills right now. (laughs) This is great. So, I'd love for it to work here, though. Yeah. Like, I do I think you, there's a genuineness to Kat saying, I'm forever indebted to the Saunders family, that I do want to win here. I think deep down he really does want to win here. I do think that's legit. He's been through a lot. I would like to see him win here. I'd like to see him once again be an all-NBA-type player. Get another max extension. Max out his earning potential. I'm fine with that. But at this point, there just is not enough evidence to suggest this core is going to carry you where you want to go. Doogie, if they continue to lose games, I mean, how quickly though does Cat finally say, "All right, enough is enough. I'm I'm sick of this. I do want out." Like, is is that is can that is that a logical destination that he wants out by January when we start getting more? I don't closer think it happens deadline? in season. Yeah, I don't think it no. happens in season, Declan. You know, maybe next summer, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I don't think it happens. In season because we had we had Dane on our friend of the show Dane Moore on uh, earlier this week and 
I mean, you're basically, you have to start that extension talk again within next summer, mm-hmm. right? So, like, it's basically put up or shut up over these next 70 games if they're actually going to do something. Yeah, but you can always extend him and trade him. It's not like, sure. you know, I mean, that's a great enough asset. You can extend him next summer. Mm-hmm. You can still trade that contract. It's not like that's an untradeable contract. Right. That's not John Wall's contract. No, oh, God, no. You know, um, something of, of that nature. Well, so, you can always trade him. So, you can extend him. Then, you know, if, if next season gets off to a bad start, you know, next December, next January, have those trade talks. Doogie, back to Miles Turner, though. Is is that more of a logical path that doesn't involve you giving up the farm? Like, you know, like you, don't have, you don't, wouldn't have to sell the farm to get Miles Turner? Like, what would be I mean, a he's trade? a good player. Declan, he's a good, yeah, he's, I mean, he's a good I'm, player. I'm pretty darn sure you'd have to give up at least one future unprotected first. Okay. I think he's good enough where you have to give that up. But then what money are you making it work with? Mm-hmm. I just I don't see Indiana's need for Malik Beasley. I I just I don't I don't see it. Are you giving up Jada McDaniel's plus a future first round pick unprotected for Miles Turner? I guess it depends on what you think Jaden McDaniel's ceiling is. Right. I mean he's not playing well right now. No. Fouls are down, Judd, across the league. Oh, his, not for Jaden. But not for him. <laughs> he's got he he's got four before he like basically he missed touches a couple, the court. He missed a couple layups last night, but so often he's stuck in the corner. I think there's a lot more there with Jaden McDaniels, but they're not maximizing it right now. If they're not going to maximize it, you know, but I mean, do you make him available because there's enough interest in him across the yeah, league my, that I can tell you. My problem with that is I don't, I don't think that they've maximized it, but I have not given up hope on Chris's Finch ability to do so. Um, I'm just saying that that you know you're we're going down a path again, gentlemen, that seems to be very familiar and tiresome, and and I look at. I look at what transpired the last six games and last night in particular, and I look at Cat, and I just keep thinking, is this a winning player? Like, he's a great talent. I'm not doubting his talent one, but is this a winning player? Is this a player that, that I mean, I know he's he says what he thinks is the right thing, but he's done that for a long time. But there's a difference between saying it and being dedicated to it. And I can't tell sometimes if he really believes what he's saying. With Ant, I, I buy it. Like with Ant, I buy I buy him. I know what you're saying. Like when yeah, Ant no, I talks, know what you're saying. Ant is being genuine to Ant. Um, which is why which is why a week ago he was complaining and then he came back and said, I really shouldn't have complained. I appreciate that. Carl sits at a microphone and you know gives gives you a litany chapter and verse of things, and I know that we in the media appreciate that. But I don't know. Yeah, but we can read between the well, lines on some and things. I think he's, and trying trying I think he's being himself. genuine about the Sonder stuff. But no, yeah, I, I know what you're that. saying. Uh, some of the other winning. things, I leave. Winning. I leave some of those cat, you know, news conferences or you know, media day, and I'm like, huh? Hmm? Exactly. exactly. And so I, I know, I know what you're saying. Let me play devil's advocate. Okay. If you put cat on the Nuggets with that surrounding cast, are the Nuggets close to the same, or is Nikola Jokic far and above? that they wouldn't be that good. Or if you put Cat in Philadelphia, if you took Embiid off yep. and surrounded Cat with those players. Yep. And I'm not saying 100%. I'm just trying to play a little devil's advocate. No, I appreciate but that. But I'm just saying, if you put Cat on one of those rosters, so how much of it is just the constant change of the guys around him over the last seven years? I'll go first and, and then Dex. I don't think that either, well, well Embiid's hurt. So, or hurt a lot. Let's go to Denver because that's a perfect one. If you take Jokic off the Nuggets roster and put Cat on, 
I think Cat's box score is phenomenal. Like, I think he puts up great stats. I don't think they're as good of a team. I really don't. Because Dex, I haven't seen personally. When's the last time that, besides him going off and just, you know, individually having a great game, when's the last time you saw a real stretch where you're like, oh, my God, like he is he is beginning to assert himself as as a guy who is taking over consistently and he's wired the way that you want a player to be, which I think Ant is. So I th- I think the nastiness that Jokic brings and his style of play, Dex, mm-hmm. I think the Nuggets are a worse team record-wise, team-wise, with Cat. That doesn't mean his stats wouldn't be good. Yeah, I, if, if you took off Jokic and placed him with Cat, like, I, I think that Denver team's still pretty solid. I mean, Den- Denver's the blueprint. Right? Like, Denver is what you want the Timberwolves to well, turn remember, into. remember, they played Denver in, in the, the play-in. play-in. Beat them. Mm-hmm. And beat them. And Denver decided at that time, let's just stick it out. Yeah, because some people said, "Okay, Denver, you underachieved this year. You were supposed to be a playoff team. Yeah, you got the game eighty-two, but you lost to Target Center. Yeah, we need to blow this thing up." And Denver said, "No, let's let's keep going here." And they chose wisely. And you look, Jamal Murray's still a good player. They've supplemented their roster. You know, Will Barton's a good player, and Gordon's a good player. Well, I mean, they beat Indiana last night. Jokic suspended. Jamal Murray out, Mm -hmm. and then Will Barton pops for thirty. Right. So they have good enough players, I think, around them where they they'd be fine. I don't think they'd be as good, but but Denver, the way they've constructed their roster, is the blueprint of what the Timberwolves should be able to do, right? Like that is, I think, the the end goal is you want to be the Denver Denver Nuggets. Or I'll give you another blueprint. What about the Chicago Bulls? So a guy Gerson knows well. They work together in Houston. Their new GM, who came, I believe, from Denver, but he was in Houston previously. And so he takes over, what, a year and a half ago, two years ago? I think a year and a half. I think that's There's right. only two players on the roster right now from Zach, when Zach he took over. Yeah, and Zach's one of them. Yeah. He blew that whole thing up. Yeah. And, yeah, and it good. helps to have salary cap room, right, when you can sign Lonzo Ball, mm-hmm. when you can sign DeMar DeRozan, or DeMar was a signing trade, but you have that flexibility to make those sorts of roster moves. You know, you make the Vucevic trade, you give up, what, a couple future first-round picks? You gave up Wendell Carter Jr., who has a chance. He just got a $60 million extension. Right. You know, so Chicago had some pieces in place to be able to make some of those moves. But it happened pretty fast. Right. But you you're, know, Chicago's going to be a playoff team. That's my, I don't think this start is a fluke. But that's my point about Cat Dukes is you're you're constructing a team here, not, not a rotisserie league baseball team or a fantasy league basketball team. You're constructing a real-life team here. And that's the, that's what I want somebody to be able to, to do. Case in point, Bill Guerin. Bill Guerin's constructed a team. Like, that roster is a team. It's They've had stars before, or star power. I, I shouldn't say stars. They've had nice players before, but they didn't mesh, they didn't fit, and therefore became this, well, why can't they, they win more? Why can't they advance in the playoffs? And the reason was because it was a lot of individuals. Um, and that's where I asked, questions about cat because basketball is i get it an individual sport in some ways but you also need to construct a team and and the beverly trade i like because of that like i think he brings probably um some intangibles they lacked yes but but would you have just been fine keeping ricky rubio no no and i know he put up a great game Sunday scored, what, a career high or something like that? I know that. Well, I told you, by the way, no, preseason, I the narrative of Ant's all upset that Ricky's gone. Sure, Ricky was one of his guys. 
Ant was always going to be okay. Right. And most guys and I'm are. With you. I like Bev. I, I do. Yeah. But that's what that's where I think that it's important, and that's why I asked about Cat. Because if Cat's just going to be an individual guy who can put up great statistics and and has this great skill set, but it doesn't pay off for the team, at some point in time, that's just repeatedly banging your head against the wall. Now, I'm not saying I would trade him immediately, but I do think that you have to, as you explore this roster, you have to at least look at who does what here and what do they bring and why does this happen? You know, three and one start. What last year, Duke's two and zero, right? I think the year before that, same thing, and then they go into these great declines. Well, Andy, I mean, the finish last year, right, above five hundred over the final sixteen yes, games. Exactly. You know, if you believe in momentum, which I really don't, but some people had suggested, okay, they'll carry that momentum into this year. Okay, maybe they did for the first four games. Yeah, favorable schedule, very favorable schedule, but you know, jump out to the three and one start. I still, it's top of mind because they just played Golden State last night. And at the time, I said, I get it, like, to dump the Wiggins contract, you probably had to attach a future first-round pick, even if you're taking back all that money in D'Angelo Russell. Mm -hmm. But typically, to move a contract like that, you need to give up a future first-round pick. But, like, if you could go back and reverse that trade, and I'm telling you, I'm not convinced Sachin Gupta would have made that trade. Yeah, you've told me that before. Um, and so was that kind of, not the beginning, but how does that factor in? Like, how nice would it have been to have a top pick this past draft? Mm-hmm. Imagine if you had climbed up and gotten Evan Mobley. I don't know how much you've watched of Evan Mobley, the rookie for, for Cleveland. Oh, man, would he be a fit next to Cat. Yeah. And there's a lot of what-ifs and a lot of luck that's involved in, in such a scenario, but... You know, I mean, that's just another one that's top of mind after watching the Warriors last night. If you go back and reverse that trade, you probably would. Vikings, um, what's going on with Michael Pierce and Anthony Barr? Michael Pierce not expected to play on Sunday at L.A. So that means he will now have missed five consecutive games, no IR move. Yep. Now, I do think deep down Rick Spielman didn't feed us a bunch of B.S., bye week when he suggested we think he can be back for this Dallas game. And so the fact that not only did he miss the Dallas game and the Baltimore game, but now he'll miss the Chargers game. And you've alluded to the idea that he is going to eventually need surgery, but can they put the brace on, make it work that way? But just very, very unfortunate. Anthony Barr, I had somebody reach out to me yesterday morning when I heard the Pierce news saying, you know what? Bar's unlikely for, for Sunday. Now it turns out the injury report says he didn't practice on Wednesday knee injury. I need a little bit more information on, on that. Now, if he doesn't practice knee. today, yeah, he won't play. He won't play on, on Sunday, but I need a little bit more there. But that knee clearly yeah. is, is an issue. Another Vikings note. So Harrison Smith tests positive for COVID mm-hmm. on Sunday morning. So the Wilfs said to fly him back here on a medical jet. That's how the Wild got their guys back too. Yeah. And I'm just I'm told the Wilfs weren't real thrilled having to cut that check to pay for that airplane. I heard twenty five K. Twenty five thousand oh, okay. dollars. One way too. One yeah. way. So I mean just a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. A, a lot what, a lot of we, stuff. Even in just the last two weeks. I know it's not quite twenty ten. Yeah. But man, there's been a lot of things. And what 
Mike said that a player had to go to the hospital because of COVID a couple nights ago. The reports are that that was Dakota Dozier, who's been primarily on the practice squad. And what now? 29 people were deemed to be close contacts, so they're all being tested on a daily basis. Now, they have the rapid testing right there on on their TCO Performance Center campus. So I think we would have gotten wind based on the NFL transaction report if another guy or two was added to the COVID list. I think we would have found that out at 3 o'clock yesterday. So seemingly they are in the clear, but I'm sure they'll do some more testing today. So we'll keep an eye on that. As far as Dakota goes, yeah. at least one person close to him said, he hadn't gotten back to me. And so there's there's some concern. He was in the hospital. Yeah, I know. I mean, and, that's, and Zim said, you know, stable condition. but Yeah, but that's still scary. Like, man, yeah. That means I mean, you can't breathe so well. Yeah, he's vaccinated. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, and and so for sun, for Sunday's game, we expect what Harrison Smith will be out. Harrison Smith out. Do Patrick Peterson out. Yep. Do we know on Bradbury yet? You know what? We were at practice yesterday, and I forgot our our to tell our photojournalist to to look at the center position. He was vaxxed, now it was more means, a walkthrough yesterday. Sure, but he was vax, so that he means that vaxxed. he had it. Yeah, which means he might not play. But I think if I he, will check on that. Apologies okay. for not having now, that that intel. I'll also add, though, Mason Cole played well enough that just ride with Mason Cole. But I I will check on on Brad Bear. But, yeah, for sure, Patrick Peterson still on injured reserve. Uh, No Harrison Smith. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Anthony Barr, iffy at best. Michael Pierce, out. It's just the Chargers. Yeah, just the Chargers. It's just Herbert. I mean, come on. It's just I can't. Now, they don't stop the run. They don't stop the run. They're really Um, bad against the run. Speaking of that, Dalvin Cook. So so the reports that I have seen said that because this is a civil suit filed against him and, and it's some it's some disturbing disturbing accusations, but they're not it's not a criminal charge that the league is going to monitor this, but nothing changes in Cook's status for now. So so just as far as as from a football standpoint, he can continue to practice and play um unless something changes with the actual case itself, correct? Accurate. Okay. And you're right. I mean, if you read the 18-page lawsuit, mm-hmm. I mean, some of the accusations being made are, I mean, disturbing is an understatement. And he says he's the victim, and so it's a he said, she said. It very much is a he said, she said. And sure, the Dalvin side tried to get out in front. You know, David Valentini was readily available. He's one of the, the best in town. I know my colleague. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're in trouble, yeah. I mean, Fred Smoot, Love Boat. Yeah. He was. Yeah, I mean, he's lawyer. one of the first phone calls I'd make. Yeah. Valentini would be would be my guy in that regard. But yeah, I mean, I know my colleague Joe Schmidt had a lengthy conversation with him the other night. There's been some efforts to track down the woman. You know, her attorney made her available to the Star Tribune. Correct, I believe Rochelle yes. Olson, and she's overseas right now. I yeah. Believe. So I mean, that complicates things. But yeah, it's very much at this point a he said. She said situation, but it just, it adds to the list of, of just, yeah. I mean, you know, we joke all the time. I mean, when Mike Zimmer wants to write the book, I mean, just imagine all the crap in that book and the stuff since we don't 2014 know. And, the and the stuff, stuff we, we don't, don't know. know. Nor- Norv Turner. Yeah. I want the Norv Turner story. Well, and yeah. So that's, that's why he may never write the book, right? Cause there's some stuff damning against him, <laughs> but, want it. but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, yeah, there are a lot of stuff that hadn't been out there. I mean, there's some stuff we hear too that. You know, it, it's not sourced to the point of running with it, but, you know, we feel relatively confident about it. You know, just some stuff that would definitely be if that book is ever written. Absolutely. Twin scoops. 
Well, one other note, by the way, uh, Rick Spielman is on the on the press box seating list for tonight's Pitt UNC game. That's so right. yeah. there's two more really good draft eligible quarterbacks he's be, uh, that he needs to watch doing the drafting for the Vikings in April of 2022. You know what, though? I mean, if you're him, I mean, I get it. You know, have fun with it all you want, but. Yeah, I mean, work your ass off until you're told otherwise, yeah, right? And so, I'm, you know, yes, I mean, my motto. deep down, he's, yeah, should be all our mottos. <laughs> Way to go, Dex. Uh, you know, I mean, he's a scout at heart. And so, yeah. yeah, so he's he's scheduled to be at that game tonight on the on the Twins front. So you've got uh, Derek Falvey, Thad Levine, and Adler. So it's just, it's a three-headed monster in Carlsbad, California for, for the GM meetings. Uh, they were in on Andrew Henney, who signed with the Dodgers. I told you that on on Tuesday. He gets one year, $8 million and change. But the Twins, I'm told, made a competitive offer. Uh, performance bonuses would have gotten it close to that. They did not offer quite that in guaranteed money. But they're trying to do some things. I'm told they were trying to, to line up a meeting with, with Byron Buxton's representation out there. So they want to restart some of those extension talks. Good. Clearly, they are talking trade. Mm-hmm. With other front offices, they are meeting with a number of agents of, of you know, free agents. So you know they're they're doing some things. There's a good free agent pitcher out there meeting with some teams. Stephen Matz, yeah, oh yeah, former Matt, former yeah. Blue Jay. Yeah. Uh, I'm told as of last night he has not met specifically with the Twins. You also had a little bit of Justin Verlander steam from earlier in the week. I know. Yes, there there were I believe um, 15 to 20 teams that attended a pitching session he did in Florida in which he just, it, it was brief and the twins were among those teams. So but, but brief, but brilliant. I mean, I don't yeah. know what feedback but, but I mean, you read or, or it, heard, but 96, 97, yeah. he looked like the old Verlander. I, I would, if I had my choice right now between Verlander and Kershaw and Justin's older, I'm taking Justin. Oh, I'm taking Justin easily. I mean, there's been a lot of stuff there with Kershaw. Well, and, and, and Justin's arm, good or bad is new. Because he, he just had Correct. Tommy John. Yeah. Kershaw's dealt with with problems that probably aren't as solvable. But that being said, can you see any scenario where either would sign here in oh, Minnesota? Hell no. No, 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 not I at all. No. I mean, would you rather them give like a one year all in, you know, twenty million dollar contract based twenty to twenty five million dollar contract to Verlander, or would you rather see them pony up for Robbie Ray? Like I'd rather them just go in on Verlander. Like Robbie Ray is a gamble. I like Robbie Ray too. I I think Robbie Ray might be the best free agent pitcher on the market. He could be. He might be able to cash in the biggest contract. I should say. Um, but I would rather take Verlander. I think for one year. Here's what I would do. I wouldn't spend on at least big money. I wouldn't spend on a multi year deal on any arm this winter. I would wait until next winter. Look at the mm-hmm. list of free agent pitchers a year from now. I mean that's Barrios, but it's Aaron Nola. It's it's a lengthy list a year from now. Because I don't see a pathway to them really competing in 2022. I think there is a pathway to competing in 2023. Yeah. So I'm going all in starting with the 2023 season. But if you can get a guy in a one-year deal, no now thing. with Verlander, because he was tendered the qualifying offer, you're giving up some draft pick or you're sacrificing a draft pick. Right. And so, you know, you got to weigh the risk-reward on, on such a scenario. Uh, so I don't know if I'm signing a guy that's that's been tendered a qualifying but offer, but I can find a starting pitcher or two on a one-year yep, deal. But you wouldn't sign. And that's where the Andrew Henney offer came. You in. wouldn't sign him, right? Be- because we're about to almost certainly have a lockout mm-hmm. that's going to that that, uh, that actually might wipe out that draft pick compensation. It could. Like, You're right. We I'm don't know signing, exactly what that will look like. I'm not signing any free agent right now to a multi-year contract until I know what the new CBA looks like. 
That's fair. Yeah. So, like, why why would I sign you to a four year contract when the parameters of things could change completely? Like, we don't we don't know. The only thing that we know right right now, and I'm shocked it took this long to come out, is that it looks like we're going to have a lengthy work stoppage. That's all we know right now. Yes. Okay. So, starting December first, the question is, can they resolve their issues by say? February 25th. No way. Get down to Zero Florida chance. and Arizona by March 5th. No. Have three weeks. I've always thought spring training <laughs> was far too long. Put down the hookah pipe. Put down what you're smoking, Darren, and we are in for a long work stoppage. Yeah, probably. Go wild because what oh. we need is a wild playoff run to take up the space where baseball won't be. It's not going to start. Point. They're capable. They're fully capable. Oh, they're very capable. Yeah. They're very capable. Uh, but I'm just saying, I don't see any way that baseball result. I That's, think this yeah. is going to be ugly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been saying that for heck a year. Well, these sides are. And I get it. I, I don't know anybody who's saying, yeah, this will be right. solved by December 15th. I don't think anybody's in that boat. Right. I think the only thing I might do is if I can get Buxton signed, which you probably can't. But if I could get Buxton signed before December 1st, I might just because he's my player. Mm-hmm. But I am not going out and signing multi-year contracts with anybody. Final scoops before you go. Shoot. Trying to think what else is on go, my go for basketball, platter. women's basketball. You you mentioned well, yeah. We well, started. I mean, Lindsey Whalen's recruiting class, you know, signed on on Wednesday, led by Amaya Battle. That's Jamison Battle's younger sister. Jamison is a wing on on the men's team. Amaya ranked top forty in the country by ESPN. That is a really good get. But if you look at the totality of Lindsey Whalen's twenty twenty two recruiting class. It is going to buy her some time because you look at that game on Tuesday, the loss at home to Jacksonville. That just can't happen. This is year four of the Lindsey Whalen era. We're waiting. Sort of did happen. We've been waiting for them to make the NCAA tournament. Maybe they don't make it this year, but this recruiting class is so good coming in next year. Mm -hmm. Lindsey has bought herself a number of years. So good job by her, by her staff bringing in all this talent, including all this local talent. They did miss out on the number one player in the state, Maya Najee. That's Zeke Najee's younger sister. She's going to Arizona. But when you get a Maya battle, when you get some of these other girls, really good job by Whalen. On the men's basketball side, Josh Ola Joseph, the big man who played at Osseo High School last year, a part of, of Ben Johnson's recruiting class, he texted me. So he went out to prolific Prep. That's one of these prep schools out west. I believe it's where Gary Trent Jr. played a year at. Maybe he played at a different one, but they've had a number of really good players over the years. It didn't work out out there. Out there. So he is now looking for a new prep school. As of now, no plans to come back and play for Osseo High School, but he is looking for a new prep school. On Pharrell Payne, the big man from Park Cottage Grove, Ben yep. Johnson, Dave Thorson. Now we'll see if they're right, but they think he's an NBA player. They think he's that good. Wow. Like, they feel like okay. the country has slept on this kid. So, we'll we'll wait and see on that. I've heard a lot of good things, though. And then I love Braden Carrington, who they got from Park Center High School. Gophers football, Chris Altman-Bell has been practicing all week. So, he, you know, unless there's some sort of setback, you know, today. Throw him the damn ball, then. Uh, yeah, well, ball control against Iowa, though. You throw the ball up, Iowa picks the ball yeah, off. Look at Iowa but, in terms of giveaway, takeaway. What happened to the slant route? What, <laughs> honest to God, in this in in, in football, what happened to, to the slant? Well, Vikings, golfers run more slants. Yeah, well, the golfers actually run a, a decent amount of slants. Some of the problem is Tanner's so small, 
You got these big defensive linemen, they get their hands up, ball gets batted at the line of scrimmage. Not great. That's great. I can't but wait But they do. They run, more. they run enough slants. Vikings. I don't yeah, think I, they run enough no. slants. I, I don't think for, for Ottman Bell. Like, I don't want other. That's fine, the rest of them. But Ottman Bell needs to be your featured guy. Last week before he got hurt, I, I think he had like back-to-back targets right before he got hurt. Up until then, he had like two targets the entire game. Mm. And they're basically deep runs. Uh, this was great stuff, Doogie. This was reckless speculation. You delivered as the... As, <laughs> As the head of the Reckless Speculation fan club clergy, you delivered for us, so thank you. There's always stuff going on. There really is. There like, is. Like I you're mean, on Tuesday, and then you come back on Thursday, and mm-hmm. there's still and there's like new stuff, mm-hmm. a ton of new stuff. Mm-hmm. I love it. But yeah, I mean, behind the scenes, trust me, uh, the Wolves are frustrated as uh, underselling it. Uh, I can only imagine what the Wilfs are thinking right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Twins are trying to do some stuff out there in California, but the happy. sport's about to shut down. Craig, yeah, Craig Leopold, Leopold is happy. Craig Leopold's drinking some wine, and yeah. he's very happy. Yeah, Ryan Suter back in town. Is it next Thursday? Yeah, did, did yeah. you guys see last night? Dallas Stars lost to Nashville. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. not won in regulation, and they had a players-only closed-door meeting oh, with suits in man. it. man. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> So he I'm, got off the ice. I'm absolutely yeah, yeah, he got off the ice, put the stat sheet down and said, mm-hmm. What's going on, guys? Mm-hmm. They said, We are not good. Uh, all right. Well, all right. Thanks. All right, thanks, thanks Dukes. Bye bye. Appreciate you. All right, Dex. Fired that thing up. Mackie and Judd, uh, Phil out today. He'll be back uh tomorrow. And, and he actually is on Purple Daily today as well as uh we continue and uh yeah let's get back to the fact that i thought that was hilarious declan goff i thought the fact that ryan Souter was is now with the stars because as far as i'm concerned parisi's just cooked yep god bless him i mean god bless him he played a hard physical game for a long time but just Watching them the past couple of years here, and then especially on the game against the Islanders that we went to on Sunday, mm-hmm. it's just clear that he's cooked. Uh, but, you know, suits is still suits. And and Rick Bonus, the head coach of the Dallas Stars, last night, post-game press conference, 29 seconds, came in and said, I know what's wrong. I know I'm going to fix it. Talk to you tomorrow. And walked out. I mean, this is like Yosey all over again. Right. This is the same type of thing. And I got a note from a guy uh, today, this morning, that said, I love Judd's hockey show. Yeah, like, it's great. I really yeah, enjoy really it. Show. Great stuff. People you love it. You guys care deeply about the sport. Very well produced. Uh, it's very well produced. But, he said, we get the fact that the past is the past. You might want to move on. move on from talking about Parisi, Suter, Zucker, Grandland. And I I sent him a note back, an email back, and I said, I don't disagree with you, but it's not us. Dean Evason continues to bring this up. Like when Dean, when the post game after the win against the Isles on Sunday, when Dean with Parisi two rooms down essentially says, yeah, I mean, guys aren't concerned about their points. They're not me first. And then, as we talked about on Judd's Hockey Show last night, the TNT telecast, right, is dropping nuggets left and right about how this is a a team. My point to the guy that sent us the note, well, well, it's not really us. The 
People with the team who are very influential, i.e. the head coach, continue to bring this up. So how do we ignore it? It's such a key point so far to the early season difference and success. So, like, I don't really think there's an option right now to just say, you know what, that's exactly right. We are, whatever Dean says, I don't care. Because one, I do care. And two, the closeness and togetherness and how this team plays is so drastically different that I would feel like a hypocrite to have sat with you for the last two or three years and yeah. harp and harped on what bothered me. And now that's gone. And for me to say, well, they cleaned it up. I'm dropping it. It's a key part of the transition. I think it has. And it, it, it's taken a while. It's taken two plus years for this. Um, and I, I get the, the listeners note. And I've, I've, also seen other listeners who have said the same thing. You know, last night they have a dominating win against Arizona, a bad Arizona team, but regardless, a dominating clamps down win. And well, why aren't you talking about Kakinen? Why aren't you talking about Fiala's big night? Why aren't you talking about Kirill? And, and don't get me wrong, all, all those things are worth discussing, and, and we do discuss those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's taken two and a half years to shed the baggage of the old guard, and now we're in basically, in words P.J. Fleck, yeah, last year was year zero, this is year one. Right, this is really year one. You still had Prezi and Suter last year in their run uh, to a playoffs with with the Vegas Golden Knights in seven games, and now the Wild are off to their second best start in team history. Uh, they're one of the best teams in the West. They've positioned themselves to obviously be in the playoff picture um, and being one of the locks and being a team that could potentially even have home ice advantage through a round or two. So this is this is good things for the Wild, and and it's it's important to acknowledge how they got here. And your your point to Dean Evison mentioning this to the TV broadcast crew last night, which, again, speaks volumes, I think, to why I love hearing other people talk and broadcast about this team. Because I'm sure Dean has told the same things to the local affiliate that covers the majority of this hockey game, hockey, hockey season and hockey team, and they don't really bring it up that much. Yeah, that's true. So that's, yeah, I can't, that, dis- I, I, can't I really, I, I, I don't hide my feelings from it. I can't listen to the local broadcast. I just can't. It's it's nails on a chalkboard unless I'm absolutely Wes, forced to. If Wes Walls is in the booth because I, I can like learn. Wes. Yeah, I like Wes. I can learn from Wes. And plus, Wes is, the thing I like about Wes is he's not as good as Jim Pete is, but. He'll point out. He wants the Wild to yeah. win, but he will point out different things. Yes. Um. And so, like, it's not that it's not that he's not a Wild fan. He 100% is, which, yeah. by the way, I'm fine. I'm, f- I'm fine with. Yeah, I, I actually that. like that. But he'll also point out things like that they're not doing right, which is all I want. And, and I want him, I want any, and I have said this for a long time, any analyst to teach me. Like, yes. you played the game. You know more than I know. So if you're just sugarcoating the message, I mean, that doesn't help me. No. Uh, but yes, I, I know exactly what you're saying, and Dean is making it clear as day that there is a reason why this has changed. Quickly, too, before we wrap, you know, when they extended Dean, they, or I should say removed the interim label and gave him the brief extension, I think both you and I, and, and probably more you, said, whoa, a little surprising. I thought they'd do a vetting process. I thought I they'd let this play out. I did, yes. Maybe a rush to an extension, even though it's a two-year extension. You can get out of it quickly. But how much do you think Dean Evison has been the right? I mean, it's it looks like he is absolutely the right guy. Yeah, I think, well, I think the most important thing is it's really clear to me that Bill Guerin and Dean are a good team, and that's important. You know, that's the thing. 
as sports fans, we get so wrapped up in just names, names of players, and and you know the GM hires the coach and turns him loose. I mean, let's be honest. When Chuck Fletcher took his last stab and hired Boudreaux, I was really excited. Big name. Um, has had success. Now, not ultimately playoff success, right? But established coach. So I'm, I'm like, yes, this is what you need. I was excited. But what we and me lose sight of is, look at what Dean and Bill have done together. And this doesn't work if they are not in lockstep. Like this does not, I highly doubt that Dean went to Billy Guerin and said, buy out suits. Bill went to Dean and said, I think we should do this. And I'm sure Dean said, absolutely, right? But that's the important thing. And that's why, and that's why I ask questions to Dukes about like Cat. Cat's a big name and Cat's fun to watch. Is Cat a winning player? This wild team has Kaprizov, Fiala, and some nice players. Um, but it's not like they've got huge star power up and down, but what do they have? They have a cohesive team. That's why you could put Dex, you could put Fiala with Eck and Felino, and it works so damn well. Yeah. Because they complement each other as players. It's not like Fiala has to play with this guy. And that's how it used to be. You know, am I top six? Am I on the top line? Am I on top power play? I'm not starting right. OT. And that's why I can't ignore this. That's why I know some people are tired of, well, the past is the past. But the past defined who this team is now. And they finally listened to a lot of us who went in that locker room and said, this is a cess- right. This is a you, you said the same thing. Yeah, the same right. And, like, we were barely in there, just yeah. post game. It was, it was a cesspool. Yeah. Damn cesspool. Yeah, and, that, and that's that's where... I agree. I think Dean Everson deserves a ton of credit. No, you're right. And you're the one that said when they extended him that you liked it. And I'm like, I would have waited. Yeah. Um, but these two have worked together in in tandem and done great. Last thing, uh, we didn't get to this with Dukes, but um, how tired is the story of Andrew Wiggins? Yeah, I, I, 35 points last night. Whatever. And he was, well, first of all, I was pissed, though. He posterized Cat yeah. once or twice. Carl, what are you doing? Knock his ass down. Seriously. Like, this is, I get that it's the new, everybody loves each other except for Jimmy Butler and and um, Jokic. But, come on. Andrew Wiggins is going hard to the basket and you're standing right there and you don't knock this disappointment on his ass, which by the way, would have taken away his will to play. Yeah. Um, but this guy's act is so tired. And did you see his quote, his post game quote? So Cat, cats on Wiggins. No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't see that one. Wiggy. Oh, what did Wiggy say? So he was asked because this is a guy who, if you play Toronto, cause he's from Canada plays well. If you play Cleveland, because they traded him, they yep. drafted him and traded him. He'll play well. And he actually said in his rookie year after a big game against the Cavs with the Wolves, he said that was a revenge game. And I thought, oh, boy, this ain't good. Last night, he said of his 35-point effort, season high against the Wolves, not a revenge game, Wiggins said, a well-played basketball game against a former team. That is all that was. Bull. You know what? <laughs> I just, I'm so tight. And, and now he's talking about, I'm going to bring that every night. There's a Steph Curry quote where Steph said, you know, I'm going to send him, I, I think it was one of the dunks on Cat. I'm going to send him 
the highlight on his phone before every game now because that's who he can be. Welcome to the club of disappointment. Yeah, dude. I'm just, I am so, it's the one thing that pisses me off the most and that's just maddening is this. That guy has the talent. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine having that much talent? Like, I, I ask questions about, is Cat a winning player? And I think that's a fair question. But I also don't look at Cat and say, there's a guy who doesn't care. Do you? No. Like, he frustrates me at times, and I don't know that he is who we thought he would be as far as the mental approach to basketball, but I think he cares right. about he the sport. He cares. It's the will I have, the will to be great that I have questions on. Sure, and that's, and that's exactly right, and that's fair. Andrew doesn't give a damn until he does. Yeah. And then when he does, you're like, oh, my God, you are you are first overall pick material. Yeah. You know, if he was just a slouch who was a bust who didn't play well ever, I'd be like, okay. Some slappy. Bad, yeah, slappy. If he was a basketball slappy, <laughs> I'd be like, okay, that's too bad, but that's that's him. You know, he's a bust. You see last night, and how much must that just infuriate people? I'm with you. To see that. All right, we are uh, done. Phil back in tow tomorrow. So tomorrow we've got keys, correct? Keys. Feedback Friday. Feedback Friday. We'll uh, probably talk some wild, I'm sure. The wild at the Vegas Golden Knights this evening again on the 9 p.m. start. I don't mind brood. that. I don't, I I, I, you, I I don't like mind them. that now because, one, they're fun to watch, which previously I would almost fall asleep. I don't now. And, two, <laughs> the games are fast enough now. Yeah. It's not like the old days where where it took a you know it seemed it took in perpetuity to to complete games. All right, Dex. Last thing, mm-hmm. if people like what they are hearing right yes. now, right now, how, how can they hear more? Mackie and Judd, Purple Daily, Judd's Hockey Show, etc. You uh, you hit this little fancy subscribe button. You get a little ding notification every time that uh, we post a video. We have daily Minnesota Wild, Vikings, Timberwolves. Even sometimes some twins conversations uh, right here on our Score North YouTube channel. Uh, like us on Apple and Spotify. Rate, subscribe, download the Score North app for everything Score North. Judge written work, our podcast feeds, however you listen to your podcast. But yes, hit the subscribe button right here. We're at 9,400, almost 9,500 subs. Come on, 95. On this YouTube channel. On 9,500, baby. We've literally grown it. In all, we've started putting out videos regularly about a year ago this time. Already almost to 10,000 subs on this channel, which is unreal. Um, and we appreciate and, it. And that is all because of you guys. So thank you very much. Hit the subscribe button for more daily conversations. Feedback Friday and Mackie back in tow tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.